Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson. Brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast. Hi, Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that is very easy to listen to. It's focused on different kinds of remodeling-related topics. It's focused on how do you improve and grow your business. Success in business is not necessarily the sticks and bricks. Of course, you want to have a great client experience and a wonderful craft and certainly good design and products. But at the end of the day, you also have to think of it as a business and how you go about improving it is really important. So what I try to do is take a very diverse group of topics, topics I'm seeing out there in the marketplace, some of the best of the best practices out there in the remodeling industry that I can share with you. Today I want to address a topic that I think we're starting to see a shift, a shift out of sort of scarcity that we experienced during the recession to more abundance. And the topic I want to address today is a topic of overwhelm topic of overwhelm. Now, you know, this subject of overwhelm, what I'm seeing as I get out and speak and work with different models, I'm, I'm looking in the face and looking in their eyes. I see a burden. I see clouds. I see overwhelm that is causing them in many ways to just feel not only a degree of pain, but also the effectiveness of what they're doing is starting to slip. You know, many years ago, I had a radio show, and on this radio show, I used to bring in a psychologist that talked about sort of the stress of remodeling, the stress of living through a remodeling project for a homeowner. And what he talked about was that stress and anxiety is very much a product of overwhelm. You know, how many choices, how many issues are they having to deal with at once? It wasn't necessarily that it was so painful to live through. It was much more about the weight of the decisions and the overwhelm. And I think as I reflect on that, I see that same pain as it relates to the remodeling contractor or certainly the designer. Harvard did a study that I think is interesting, that in a recent three-year period of time, more product has been developed for home improvement than in the last hundred years. The level of proliferation of choices out there today has really created, I think, a very different dynamic. Homeowners are certainly starting to come out of the woodwork, which is very positive, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean it's more effective. The technology today with the internet and the choices and all of these things aren't necessarily making it easy for you. It makes it a little bit more overwhelming. And certainly the speed at which everyone is operating today, the speed at which you're having to react to what the client's questions and issues are, are very, very different in large part because of the technology. So five sort of fundamental tips I would encourage you to sort of reflect on. Uh, as you're moving forward to try to reduce some of this overwhelm and just think of it like weight. It's like reducing some of the weights. The first, which is a theme in my book that I talk quite a bit about, is if you fail to plan, plan to fail. Now, this is sort of a very simple adage and a little bit of a play on words, but the reality is when it comes to remodeling projects, you're an expert at planning. 
However, are you an expert at planning your week, planning your day? You know, it's very critical and somewhat counterintuitive that oftentimes when I'm working with different leaders of companies, they say they don't have time today to plan properly. And what's ironic is if in a normal daily planning process, it takes 20 or 30 minutes, today, because of the overwhelm, because of the variables, because of the speed, you need to be planning more like 40 to 50 minutes every day to plan the day. One of the most successful business people that I heard an interview on, he used to plan every day one and a half hours to create the most effectiveness. He grew a business to over a billion dollar business, in large part dedicated to his planning processes and techniques. So again, going back, I think whatever techniques you use, you've got to plan the day. And then you've got to do it every day, and then you've got to work the plan as Norman Vincent Peale said. The second element, I think, when it comes to overwhelm is you've got to get your reactive time and your proactive time in balance. Now, as I've studied this, if you're an owner and you're involved in sales or production, about 80% or 85% of your day needs to be proactive. And proactive means you control it, not others controlling you. Now, I did a whole podcast on this subject, if you're interested in it, but you need to focus on this, I think, if in fact you want to reduce some of the overwhelm. So, the two sources of reactive time that you can start to reduce, one is your clients and second is your team members. There's certainly a bunch of others. It could be because of the weather. It could be reactive because of family or other issues with your vehicle or something. But the two primary sources of reactive time are your clients and your team. So a couple recommendations. When it comes to your clients, what I want you to do is Monday morning when you get up, I want you to focus on thinking about all the clients that week that want to contact or have a conversation with you and proactively either send them a text, an email, or some sort of note, voicemail, and set a time when you're going to talk to them in advance. What you're doing is you're shifting it from them controlling it, just reacting and calling you versus you controlling it and having specific time. Now, believe it or not, that's going to be a very positive thing for them. They're going to make a list of those things to talk to you about. They're going to be more efficient. And then you will see less of the folks that are just tugging on you and bothering you every hour, two hours. The second source is your team. Now, we have a tendency to be problem solvers. So whenever an issue or question comes up, we just drop everything and do it. You need to stop doing that. As you get a question or issue, you need to be a little less accessible than you were in the past if you want to reduce your overwhelm. So as you get a question or a request or someone stops you in the hall, try to ask them, would it be okay if we sit down in an hour to discuss this? Two-thirds of those questions and issues can be addressed at that time, but also a majority of those things mysteriously vaporize when you're just not so accessible. The third element is what I would call controlling the process. Now, there's a lot of elements in controlling the remodeling process, but you got to have a written process if, in fact, you want to control it, and you got to practice it, and you got to master it. There are a lot of different techniques in terms of giving the client's 
three choices or how you go about using the power of three in terms of controlling the process. Mastering the selection process as a decision tree and dialogue. Knowing how to go about closing something rather than becoming a professional researcher for the client and not necessarily a doer. So if you can f focus on adding more control to the process, and I would argue with the abundance of choices of leads and opportunities, you can turn that up a notch and not necessarily gravitate and let the client or the process control you. The fourth thing I'd encourage you to think about when it comes to overwhelm is focusing on the right client. Again, I did a podcast on this subject completely, so you can listen to it in more detail, but many years ago, I heard a speaker say 18% of the homeowners out there will not allow you to make a profit, and that was pretty profound, and at the time, I went back and researched, and sure enough, about 15 to 20% don't allow you to make a profit, so if you can focus on the right client and the right project, and in the earlier podcast, I gave you 10 questions that you can ask, or you can search this online because I've written about it in different columns. What are the right questions to ask for the right client? And if you can go down and ask yourself these questions, is this the right client? You're going to reduce the number of squeaky wheel clients, and you're going to reduce the amount of overwhelm. The bad squeaky wheel clients are what is push, pushing many of the remodelers over the edge when it comes to levels of overwhelm. And the fifth element I'd want to touch on is what I call monitoring. You've got to monitor, not just plan. You've got to monitor your day in the same way that you would look at a flowchart of a remodeling project or you would look at certainly the plans and the discussions at client meetings. So what do I mean by this? In a little bit more colorful way, if you think about a plot pilot, a pilot has a flight plan that they put in place. If they're flying from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco, there's a plan in place. However, all along the way, they are making adjustments. They're monitoring the plan. They're looking at weather conditions. They're looking at air traffic. They're looking at air speeds. They're looking at a lot of different elements in terms of comfort of the ride and monitoring their plan. If you want to reduce your overwhelm, you've got to monitor your daily plan multiple times during the day. I encourage every couple of hours, take a look at your plan and adjust it accordingly. Don't try to abandon what you want to try to do, but try to adjust it and tweak it. And I think if you feel that you have the level of control, you're going to reduce some of the stress, and reduce some of the overwhelm that we're talking about. So at the end of the day, I think it's all about, I think, you feeling better about yourself, what you're accomplishing with this reducing the overwhelm that's out there. And I truly believe more of this is a science than an art. And if you can just adapt these five techniques or these themes that I've talked about today, you're going to be much more successful. Take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast.